in three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back everybody, Simon Severino here. What if you could hang out with sprinters and ask them about their problems, their workflows and their solutions? That's exactly what we do here at the Strategy Sprints podcast. And today we'll explore with nurse attorney and founder of Neuraboot, Susan Moore, how to find instant relief from difficult emotions, how to connect more with our dearest ones, how we can get out of our own way, how we can create a vision and culture that will attract everything else, and how we can feel free and light from heavy emotions. Welcome, everybody. Susan Moore. Hi, Simon. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Good morning. So cool to have you here. And we have quite a list of things. I'm excited. What are you currently creating? Oh, Simon, you know what? It has been a busy year despite the pandemic. Maybe it's been busier because of the pandemic. Uh, we've done a lot in the last year and a half. So we launched our website, neuroboot.com. We did a soft launch of our Neuroboot mobile application. We developed the triggers method, which I know we'll talk about some today. And currently I'm working on a book that should come out in the next few months that's really all about how to release heavy emotions to not be so reactive and to just be able to live more right a more free and purpose driven life so a lot oh. going on yes just thinking of relieving heavy emotions relieves me already yes. because and i have never had so many heavy emotions like in this year like the the well well yes when when our kids were born at the very beginning but in in in, in that was a special thing but like in in terms of every year being kind of similar this year was really like okay let's look at the fundamentals and there is some heavy emotions around right now people listening right now uh having fear about the the future the present the safety and their health Absolutely. And I think we see that, you know, if you ever just walk around a setting like a street or a mall or a restaurant, it is really fascinating. You'll see a few people who walk around with their head up and they're kind of smiling and they're engaged in the moment and they look confident, right? But you see a lot more people who are just kind of head down, you know, looking really serious and, and clearly worried or distracted about other things that are going on inside their mind. And that's what we want to help people overcome because that's not a very pleasant place to be, right? When you're just swirling these thoughts around in your head and you're not really seeing all the opportunities around you. Yesterday here in Vienna, first day that the restaurants open, opened up again and you could go with a friend and have a drink and eat something. And I asked around my friends uh, who did it and they all went, no, no, I don't do that. I don't, I don't want to see people in masks. I feel depressed if I see people in masks. So I skip it completely. Oh, that's so tragic, though, because we're missing so much social interaction. And so let's go directly there. The heavy emotions. For example, if, if I right now feel like, hey, I don't go to, I, I don't take public transportation because I don't want to see these masks. They, they make me feel sad and heavy and sick, actually. That's, that's 
that's a heavy emotion, right? But it's now it's on me. I could reframe that, I guess. Absolutely. So that's a great example. You know, we are we are programmed and and our primal brain is programmed in ways to, to protect us for survival purposes, right? So we're programmed to be fairly reactive from centuries ago. So for example, if, you know, centuries ago, you or I were walking through the jungle and we heard the sound of a jaguar moving through the forest, we are programmed to quickly do something about that, like quickly run, go climb a tree, do something very reactive. And that was great for that period of time because it kept us alive. And it can be great to some extent now, but the problem is with society the way it is now, a lot of times being reactive causes us more problems than it does than it does help us, right? So what we have to learn to do is to recognize the feeling that we are having and then stop and go into that feeling and decide whether we actually do need to take the action that is instinctive there. Because nine times out of 10, perhaps we shouldn't take that action. And a lot of what we teach is really that recognition of, okay, I, I want to go out to eat, but I don't want to wear that mask. That doesn't feel good to me. Therefore, my reactive, my, uh, my reaction is, let me stay home and watch some Netflix. Well, is that really the most healthy thing to do? Probably not. Right, and so going into that moment and acknowledging it without judging the feeling, but just saying, okay, what do I actually feel when I think about going out and seeing the masks? What is that feeling and where is that in my body? And so if you can identify that, and it may be different for different people, but if you can identify what am I feeling in my physical body? Is it fear? Is it sadness? Is it anger? Is it frustration? And it's interesting how that really does always manifest as a physical sensation somewhere in your body. So I've learned that finding that is a real interesting and fun challenge. It could be knots in your stomach. It could be tightness in your chest. It could be kind of a feeling of tension in your head. But the moment you find it and acknowledge it, game changer. Because now you're really understanding what's happening in your body. So for your example, Simon, give me an example of when you kind of felt a wave of emotion and and what did you feel in your body? So maybe the mask is, is one thing we can think about, you know, um, but you might have a better example of feeling a physical emotion in your body from an event or an intense feeling. Today in the morning, I... I felt like irritated, angry. Yeah. And in the body, it manifests as a, a tingling in my hands and in my in my feet. I the impulse would be to go and run for 10 kilometers. Yeah. And uh, and the feeling is I'm angry at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> because I have an expectation of what they should do and it doesn't match what they are doing. And, uh, and, and I, I project on them bad intentions. Yes. Oh, what a great example. I love that so much. So I love your example of, I want to just go run 10 minutes because I want to shake off this feeling that's uncomfortable, right? I don't like this feeling in my body. Obviously, running is a really constructive way to shake off that feeling, but I think it's a really good example. As a society, we kind of are programmed to 
numb out or escape our feelings, right? So anytime we feel angry, sad, frustrated, expectations are not being met, we have a tendency as a society to go overeat, go shop till we drop, go smoke, go drink, go in your case, run, right? But to do anything that escapes that funny feeling in our body because we just don't like it. And that typically is not the best response because it's ignoring something that's there for a reason. So I like to tell people, you know, your feelings, your emotions are really guideposts to aligning you right where you need to be. So it's really important to listen to them and to be aware of them. So for example, you know, when you're a little kid and your mom tells you don't put your hand on the hot stove and you know, when she's not looking, you do it anyway, cause you're a little boy and that's what little boy do, boys do, right? And it hurts. And that is the physical sensation. And that's a really good thing, right? Because if it didn't hurt and you just left your hand on the stove, what would happen? I do it again. Uh... And your hand might burn up and be gone, <laughs> right? So your body has this pain sensation to keep you alive, to let you know, hey, don't keep your hand on a hot stove. You might not have a hand in a couple of hours. It's going to be gone. Well, similarly, your emotions are guideposts to keep you aligned on a path that is that is right for you, that matches your core values, that matches your your strengths and your abilities and your drives. And yet we run away from them. We're like, oh, I feel so angry and frustrated right now. I'm going to go have some alcohol or I feel so angry and frustrated. I'm going to go run and forget about this, this thing. Whereas if we can stop in that moment and I identify, okay, what do I feel? What do I feel right now? Well, I feel this tingling and this tension in my hands and feet. Oh, okay. Let me take some deep breaths and really get into that feeling. And then let me identify where's that coming from? Oh, it's anger. Okay, so what is the anger coming from? Well, my anger, and anger usually comes from fear. At its heart, anger comes from fear, right? So then you start identifying, well, I'm angry because I have this expectation that my employee do XYZ task by a certain time and they haven't done it, so I'm angry. Then you go a little deeper. Well, why am I angry about that? Well, because if this person doesn't meet this deadline, then my business might not do so well and that makes me fearful for my survival and my career and my financial stability, right? So then you're able to go in deeper and go, okay, at the heart of this, I'm scared. That's what this is. I'm scared. And then you can really go in and we teach through our triggers method, um, which will make available to your show at, at, a, at a discounted price. It's really inexpensive and it's short and it's fun and it's a, a neat way to do this. But we teach you how to go through that feeling in this case, which is fear and really identify, okay, I acknowledge it, I accept it, I'm grateful for it. That was a feeling that is designed to keep my career and my financial stability on track. How great, mm. right? This was actually a feeling that benefits me. But now instead of going and yelling at my employee, <laughs> which is my reaction, or just going and running and pretending like it's not happening, you can stop and go, okay, I am fearful that that my, my company is going to suffer from this deficiency of this employee. Now let me go talk to this person in a very purposeful manner. And perhaps if they aren't able to improve, I may have to fire them and get someone else. But it relieves all that tension and the trigger and the angst around it and allows you to choose a path that's very calm and focused and directed. Beautiful. And we have just seen it unpack from the trigger 
it's it's a symptom it's something that you that leads to escape it and if we go deep we found this we find the source and it's a positive resource it's a guidepost for the here and now beautiful yeah. yes how yeah. did you how did you find or develop this method so it's really been an evolution you know i uh for years and years i was a very type a workaholic super intense not very in touch with my emotions very reactive right just you know let me accomplish and be be super productive and and those things helped me in many ways but it, those are things that and i think this is helpful for your audience right because you have ceos on this on this podcast and and highly accomplished business owners right so what I found is all of those attributes were extremely helpful in the corporate world, but not as helpful at home, right? So when, <laughs> when I'm super intense and I have very high expectations of myself and my employees and my teams, and then I come home and my children don't meet my expectations, I would sometimes be reactive, which is not the best way to build a, a peaceful and harmonious home. And so... I, uh, when my oldest daughter was a teen, kind of her mid to late teens, she started developing a lot of um, what we what we now understand to be anxiety and depression. At the time, we we didn't really understand what was going on, and she really taught me um, to try to understand what was going on in her mind. And it took us a few years of me learning how to be a listener, <laughs> which was a which which took a minute and her learning how to communicate to me. And through that, you know, one, we just developed this really deep and rich, beautiful relationship. And two, she helped me learn how to become in touch with my emotions, which as a very, you know, productive business person was difficult for me to learn how to do. But then it became really an interesting challenge and an interesting game almost where, you know, I'd be driving to work in the morning and someone would pull out in front of me and, you know, maybe a wreck would happen and I would find this wave of anger and frustration rushing over me. And instead of being angry the whole rest of the way to work, I could stop and go into that and go, wait, what am I actually feeling? Okay, where does that actually come from? Okay, what is at the very, very heart of all that? Well, at the very heart of it is, I'm a productivity junkie and I want to be at my desk by 7 a.m. and I want to be accomplishing things and now I can't. Well, why does that really matter? Is it really going to be a huge deal if I'm there 30 minutes late? You know, and I was able to just unpack and learn how to process that in a way that five minutes later I was kind of laughing at the whole thing. You know, like this is a silly thing to be upset about. Let's <laughs> let's just move on with our day. Um, and so really I, I give my daughter credit. You know, we learned this together and we developed these methods together. Um, to help people not have a bad day because of a bad experience. You know, if, if the fast food person irritates you, you don't want to have a miserable day for <laughs> the, rest of, the rest of your day because you're upset about that. I'm so curious who you pick for the strategy word after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategysprints.com. When everybody's zigging, this person is zigging. But from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you pick? 
I, so this is an interesting question. I love this. I actually picked Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. And the reason for that, I, I just think her story is so fascinating because she was, has really always been so very unconventional in the way that she started her business and the way that she's managed her business. You know, when she, when she was a teenager, she was listening to devotional self-help CDs in the car and her friends were all making fun of her saying, let's just go to a party. You know, who does this? What, what is wrong with you? Um, and then she started that business with really no venture capital, no investors, no business or marketing experience. I mean, she has just truly built this empire in every unconventional way you can imagine. And I think that is a fascinating um, and inspirational you know, method for all of us to, to just recognize you, you don't always have to go to Harvard and get an MBA and you know, walk down that conventional path. Super cool. And what are three books that inspire you? You know, I think the three books, I, I'm a, a big reader and I, I love books and I'm always reading. I think the three that have probably influenced me the most over the years. Um, when I was very young, my parents made me read Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of mm. Highly Effective People. And that was a, a big game changer and eye opener for me. Um, one of the other things that was most impactful for me was uh, I joined a John Maxwell masterminds group where we worked through the 15 invaluable laws of growth. And that was probably one of the most life-changing things I've ever done. And then the third one, uh, Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, was a very influential book to me because I was such a multitasker. I would just try to accomplish a hundred things in different directions every day. And just learning to really hone in on what is the one thing I need to do today that really matters. Big game changer. Super cool. And now you run your own business. What What is uh, exciting you looking forward with your business? Yeah. So, you know what? It's so exciting to, to, to grow as we're growing into the book and we're, you know, launching. We've done the soft launch of the app. It's really exciting to just see people's live cha lives changed as they work through these processes, you know, it's, it's so much fun to have someone do something as simple as this 10 minute triggers method and then call or email us and say, wow, you know, this is a game changer in, in how I'm interacting with my teenager or my husband or just, you know, how I'm going throughout my day. It's really exciting to us and, and exciting to be building these different tools um, that help people be able to really change something in the moment you know, change the whole course of the rest of their day because of how they handled a five minute scenario. And how many people are you? Are you a big team, small team? We are small. So um, we, we actually, I, I am a COO of a healthcare company. And so my daughter and I do this a little bit on the side as, as we're kind of scaling up. And so we are small, we are family, and we are just really designed to be a service company. You know, for us, it's not about building a huge empire for right now. It's about helping each individual person and getting feedback and seeing what works for people and what changes their lives. Super cool. Who should who should work with you? Who's the ideal client and who should not work with you? Oh, great question. Um, so with the app that we just launched, we would really love to partner with therapists. So I'm a big believer in professional mental health care. I'm a big believer in coaching and mentorship. The app is really designed to keep people on track 
in between coaching sessions or in between therapy sessions. It keeps them motivated to be, um, to tap in and see what their moods are, what their feelings are, and then take a quick action step to really address their moods and feelings. So I would love to partner with therapists on that and have them test that with their clients and really develop that into a product that's very useful to build their practices. Um, who should not use our, boy, you know, I don't know. I think the people that should not use our product are just people that are very closed-minded and don't want to learn or grow. <laughs> if you don't want to learn or grow, it's not for you. And uh, if, if a therapist wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Yes, great. So our, our website is neuroboot.com. It's N-E-U-R-A-B-O-O-T.com. If they want to try our triggers method, which is, again, just a very quick five to 10 minute course, um, they can go to the tab on the website called triggers method. They can enter the code, uh, the coupon code sprint from your show and get a big discount and try out that course and and see what they think. Hey, cool. Hey, community, we can all do this. It's slash print and we can test it for free. That's cool. I'm going to jump yeah. in. I love it. And um, is there anything I forgot to ask you? Um, you know, I, I think you kind of hit on everything. I just, um, I just hope people realize how incredibly impactful it can be to release years of emotional baggage and just feel really light and free and purposeful every day. Wow, we can feel light and free and purposeful every day. Thank you so much for this. And uh, who should be my next guest? I, I would like to nominate Debbie Frapp as your next guest. She has a podcast called Matters of Influence. She's a business coach and a life coach and has been a great mentor to me. And it's just a really, she's a person that understands psychology, understands the business world and meshes those two in a really fascinating way. A great person to have on the show. Super cool. Thank you so much, Susan, for being on the show, sharing your journey, your wisdom with us. Please come back soon. Thank you so much, Simon. Take care. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.